Would you pray with me, please? Gracious God, bless you. In the middle of the summer, we see beautiful sun, awesome rains, great heat, great winds, and we're overwhelmed sometimes by the majesty of your power in the middle of all this. And our hearts can get that way too sometimes, overwhelmed by everything that surrounds us. Bring us peace and stillness today, O Lord. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. I'm very, very grateful to be speaking to you today. I'm humbled by the amazing service that members of this church provide in mission to God's world. With members of other United Methodist churches, in just a few days this week, we prepared Unity House for a new mission, serving young adults and their families who need transitional housing and support. I'm so glad to see Unity House serving not just refugee families from around the world, as it has for 15 years, but now our own city's families, too. We're all in God's family, amen? Amen. And I thank all of you who are being honored today for your service in our Sunday School program. We have gone from a Sunday school, no Sunday school, a year ago, to many children finding the love of God through learning. Children who bring their lessons home to share with their parents in their God bags. Isn't that cool? And we're not just in God's family, are we? We're preparing new generations for faith in God's family. In such a busy church, I'm still looking for that mythical day off lately, but I do manage to sneak in a little downtime, and sometimes that means catching a discount matinee movie. It's cheap, it's quiet, and yes, popcorn is not always such a bad lunch. (laughs) And my latest matinee film was The Incredibles 2. It's about a family of superheroes fighting supervillains. And I won't let out any spoilers here, I promise, but the main villain shares a very interesting idea. The villain says that people rely too much on superheroes because, after all, in a world where most people choose convenience over values, waiting for a superhero to save you is very convenient. I guess that Most of us don't think of liking convenience as something evil. But the problems that tear us down often start when we choose a convenient solution over the right solution. The easy way out instead of the right way in. Convenience helps us not to think about the consequences of our decisions. Because our decisions have been made already by someone else. It's convenient for us not to think about a lot of things. We were ready to send a mission team to Nicaragua next month, but then we had to cancel the trip. 
It turned out that there were violent protests in that nation, which might have put our mission team in danger. Why didn't we hear about these protests earlier? Because someone out there thought it was more convenient for us not to hear about the conflicts behind these protests. Someone else made a decision for us to turn our attention elsewhere. It wasn't convenient for us to think about Nicaragua until we had to. In the 1930s, it wasn't convenient for Americans to think about how Nazis were taking over Germany, even as many Germans found that it was not convenient to think about how the Nazis were destroying the morals of their nation, turning them into a people who loved to kill and hate other people. It wasn't convenient to think about the Nazis until we had to. And now, it's not convenient to think about the millions of people who died to save the world from fascism in that war. Did we hear anything this month about the anniversary of the D-Day invasion? Hardly. Inconvenient. And in our own time, it's not convenient to be a United Methodist Christian. If you want convenient Christianity, you can find it online, on the radio, in bookstores, and in any number of megachurches. They'll make you feel good about how someone else has made all of your decisions about who God is and how you should follow God. For many people, convenient faith, faith that doesn't ask the hard questions about how we live, our own lives, is an easy way out of a relationship with God instead of the right way into a relationship with God who will save not just us, but the world. Convenient Christianity is not really Christianity. Because God's real love, God's saving love, God's healing love is never about convenience. The cross is not about Convenience. Christian faith has a cost. Like our mission teams for Unity House in Nicaragua, like our Sunday school teachers, like so many of you who serve God in this church, Christian faith asks things of us. And often, as modern people who are conditioned for convenience, Christian faith can disappoint us because it doesn't give us what we want, when we want it, where we want it, how we want it. Christian faith is not a way out of making decisions, amen? Amen. Christian faith is a way to make the one decision that can save our lives, to love God and others and even ourselves, as God already loves us. We can see in today's reading from Mark's Gospel that faith in the saving grace of God in Jesus Christ might not be convenient, but it's more powerful than we can imagine. In the evening of a long day, after teaching people from a boat on a lake, Jesus asked his disciples to get in the boat with him to go to the other side of this huge lake, to a place where mostly foreigners live. It would have been convenient for Jesus to teach some people some wisdom by the lake 
and then send them home feeling good about themselves, right? But following Jesus is not just about wisdom. Following Jesus is not just about feeling good. Following Jesus is not the easy way out of our obligations to God. Following Jesus is about the right way in to a saving relationship with God. And so, Jesus challenged his disciples to get in the boat. A boat that they knew would go into a dangerous night journey across the lake into the dangers of a foreign land. Mark's Gospel adds a very short and important detail that the other Gospels don't tell us about this journey. Mark tells us other boats were with him. You see, the people who heard Jesus teach them, the people who saw and experienced his healing, the people who had given up on an easy way out of their problems, who wanted to find the right way into a life lived with God, these people, who weren't even in the boat with Jesus, made the decision to get in their own boats at great inconvenience to follow Jesus into the night, into the storms they knew were coming to a foreign land where they hoped that God would save them from death and destruction. Other boats were with them. The disciples of Jesus on the boat with him, in the middle of this storm, in a boat that was filling with water, they were freaking out because Jesus was not acting like a convenient superhero. Jesus was asleep. Didn't he care? Of course Jesus cared. But Jesus didn't just care about the disciples who wanted a convenient God, a God who would save them when they wanted to be saved, where they wanted to be saved, how they wanted to be saved. Jesus wanted disciples who could learn to trust that the salvation of Jesus is not just for their boat, but for all of God's boats, through God's grace and God's grace alone. So Jesus awoke and said, Peace, be still. And the winds and the storms disappeared immediately. Perhaps the storm was mostly in the minds of the disciples who were afraid of this inconvenient way to find a saving relationship with Jesus. Losing our convenience can make us think some pretty strange things, after all. Can it? It can make us forget that as much as we want to have Jesus save us when we see our boat filled with despair and fear and hopelessness, that other boats are with him. We're not the only ones who need salvation. And others are willing to give up far more, hoping for far less to follow Jesus for the hope of salvation from God. And who knows? Those other boats may even have future disciples of Jesus on them who will help to save us and the world. Other boats are with him, my friends. Other boats seek out Jesus from afar and need to be drawn near to the God who loves us so much 
that he died for us. He wants to save the world from death. There are more than 240 million people across our planet displaced from their homes who suffer in part because too many people have found a convenient Christianity to be more to their liking. As in the past, the inconvenient troubles that come from our neglect of a living Christian faith will be upon all of us soon enough, and they won't be just troubles in our heads. We're good stewards in this church of many of these boats from around the world and right here in Meriden. And I rejoice for all that we've done to remember other boats. My hope and my prayer is that one day we will look around us in these pews and see just one boat. A boat that includes everyone from all of God's boats. Ready to show this city and the whole world that an inconvenient faith is the only faith worth living. Amen. I can almost walk and chew gum at the same time. Almost. Time now for the prayers of people. When we lift up our concerns for those in our community and our joys as well. And as always, I, I pray that you do take time to bring your bulletin home and to look carefully and to pray over the names that are in our bulletin for those who are ill or troubled, those who are mourning, those who are in our military service, and people with other joys and concerns. Let us lift them up in our hearts and be part of one vote in Jesus as we pray for them. We pray for traveling mercies for those on the road this summer, and we certainly thank our teachers and our students. Um, I, I suppose we have to definitely thank our students. It's been a joy to have them and to see them grow. Uh, we pray for Rich Rosardi, uh, who has a problem with an enlarged heart. He's a, a good friend of mine, and I pray that you hold him in your prayers as he seeks analysis of that condition. We pray for Elizabeth Jones, who uh, is having heart and lung medical program pro problems. And we pray for those who are mourning over all of the Collins families on the passing of their dog, Scooter. Sorry to hear of your loss. 16 years. Uh, bless you. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. Bless you. We pray for Blair that she can have a good experience at summer camp. We've had a lot of prayers today. I'd love to see that. Uh, we pray for Wayne Wright's family, and we pray for Ed Furlow and support for his family at this time of need. And not only do we serve our community, we pray for them as well, because they brought their prayers to us. Bless you. It's a simple prayer. Please pray for me and my son, mom, dad, and Eric. Help us keep our faith at this hard time. That's a, a prayer that a lot of us can have for our families. 
his family as well. Let's pray together. Gracious, loving God, we thank you for the grace of this church. We thank you for a family of Christ that heart so try so hard to love one another as you already love us. We thank you for all our people who have been in mission, both abroad and in this place, and wherever we can touch lives from God, for God, through your holy power working in us. We thank you for all the people who are coming to this church seeking your living word and seeking to find a way to be part of the fellowship of Christ. May we invite them into our hearts and make them one with us in Christ in all ways. We pray for those who are ill and troubled that have been lifted up today. We pray for all the boats of the world, including those right here in our city, who are filling up with despair and hopelessness. Help us, O oh Lord, to be part of your solution for the sake of your kingdom. Because that solution is the solution that we need in our hearts, too. We ask and pray for all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank goodness for a loving, caring, gracious, and abundant God. And thank goodness that we can express our love for God and God's world the way that God expresses it to us as we receive now our tithes and our offerings to the glory of God's work in this place. in our hearts as we go out with our charge to keep, which we say together, 
Surrender to God's power to save you in Christ and find the peace that God wants the world to find. Then share that peace in all that you do. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's upon us. Be gracious unto us. And may the Lord lift up God's hands, even on little old us. Grant us peace, now and forever. And may the people of God, tasked by God to be God's people, say, Amen! Amen. Amen. Go out there and kick butt for God this week. <laughs>